Welcome to Checkpoint's Emerging Tech Podcast, where every week you can tune in to hear new developments and innovations in Checkpoint's Emerging Tech. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. This week, we have the pleasure of hosting Soggy Kratchu, who manages the CloudGuard SaaS solution. Soggy, you have the floor. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. Uh, today, we'll talk about SaaS applications and the threat landscape describing how hackers get into the organization through their SaaS applications like Office 365 and G Suite. Everybody knows that companies are moving to the cloud. Whether they're planning to move to the cloud or are already there, they're leveraging Office 365 and Dropbox for Business, maybe Slack, ServiceNow, and so on. Now, these applications are great. They enable the, um, the business, but also keep kind of a, a window opportunity to the hackers to find a way into the organizations through uh, these uh, cloud solutions. Just in, in recent months, uh, we heard that Office 365 are under massive phishing attacks that are trying to uh, uh, perform account takeover or leverage uh, users' identity and then uh, hack into the organization or even uh, send f- phony invoices with different uh, account numbers so that customers would pay uh, to a different account number instead of that uh, company specifically. Um, a few months ago, we heard about the... Um, Parliament hit, the British Parliament hit, uh, through uh, uh, hacking into an MP's account, email account. So, how are they really uh, attacked? So, first of all, there's the uh, traditional method of malware delivery, where you send a malware to the organization via an email attachment. Uh, you can send a malware via a link to download that attachment. You can even share a file through a file repository service, such as Dropbox and Box and OneDrive and so on. So what we're seeing here is that because it's easier today to create variants of these uh, malwares, we're seeing more pseudo-type of zero days that AVs or the traditional solutions can't really prevent. And of course, there's all these phishing types of attacks. Um, For example, for the reason of scam, right? Share this uh, account number, I will transfer you $3 billion. Maybe information theft. And of course, credential theft, which is the most common one, um, to convince you to uh, share your credentials, and then they can account, they can take over your account. Now, what we found is that most CASB solutions out there concentrate mainly on the DLP approach or the data leak prevention approach, which means that they're trying to prevent um, actionable items or or critical uh, information from leaving the organization. What we decide is kind of change the paradigm where, where everybody's concentrating or most of them are concentrating on the DLP approach. We're concentrating on the malware delivery and account takeover approach. So the way that we're doing this is actually the approach would be um, to first of all prevent zero uh, day threats and of course phishing protection. The idea to protect one's identity has never been more critical than it is today. With an identity, um, one can, or the hacker can, simply access the account and impersonate uh, the CEO of a company or the CFO of a company, and so on. And of course, not less important than any of the uh, above, is the visibility. What is happening? How it is happening? How did it get to the organization? And now, what can I do to remediate this type of attack? 
Now, Checkpoint chose the approach of um, going through APIs for two reasons. One, um, it's a lot more seamless to the end user. So the end user doesn't really know what is going on until he sees the email, after it's cleaned or after it's found to be benign and so on. And the second reason is that once you are uh, um, in the path of the email flow, like most other vendors, for example, changing the mail exchange record, the MX record, and so on, at every time, every step of the way, you are also responsible for the mail flow, which means that if your uh, solution in the cloud or on-prem, it doesn't really matter, of the service provider drops for whatever reason, your customer is stopped um, from getting emails. And that's a very, very uh, problematic in terms of service level. And of course, it's breach of confidence because they trusted uh, the vendor to provide them an email on a regular basis and of course cleaned one. So Checkpoint decided to leverage the APIs of the leading SaaS uh, vendors. In this case, we're talking about mostly Office 365 and uh, G Suite to provide all these leading or cutting edge technologies that we've learned about in the past, like Sandblast for zero day threat protection, DLP, we're also doing DLP on these uh, uh, repositories and emails. And of course, we'll talk about soon about shadow ITs and how do we uh, 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 notify and provide visibility on what is using or what is going on on the network. So let's start with how do we provide zero day threat protection? So first of all, every file that comes into the organization via the specific SaaS application, for example, Offer 365, will go through the award-winning Sandblast solution. So the email, if we can talk about the email flow for a second, once an email reaches the inbox, automatically Checkpoint hides that email from the user, so the user doesn't see uh, that a message of a new email has arrived. Once that email is hidden, we actually take that file, and we can scan the body as well for the links and, and so on. We take that file, and we send it to the award-winning Sandblast sandbox uh, uh, emulation, which runs two sandboxes. One that injects the file into the uh, uh, VM or the virtual environment and judges it based on its actual behavior. The second sandbox is here to detect exploits. It's the usage of vulnerability or taking advantage of vulnerabilities at the CPU level. We're scanning for those attempts to run uh, exploits. And of course, when you choose to go in uh, uh, what we call prevent mode, it means that even patient zero, the first file that is found to be malicious, is stopped. Not the second file, like other sandbox vendors and so on. We employ, aside from the threat emulation that we talked about, we employ also threat extraction. Threat extraction delivers safe files immediately. We know that one of the challenges with a sandbox is time, right? So it could take a minute or two minutes to, to make sure that a file is clean. But in that time, the user still has to work. So what we're doing, we're actually changing the, the paradigm or, or the thought uh, process where we're, we assume that every file that comes in is malicious. Therefore, we are taking the file, removing all the active content, and we can actually convert the file to PDF as well if it makes sense um, to the administrator, and deliver it immediately. We're talking about less than a second to deliver the file to the user creating a safe copy, and we can trust that safe copy because it's created by the checkpoint system. So the user can start working immediately. The idea of uh, um, getting the original file is available only if the file is found to be benign or not malicious. And then the user, by a click of a button, can receive the original file. Of course, if the file was found to be malicious, no content will be delivered to the user. In terms of phishing protection, this is very interesting because 
fishing has become a lot more clever than uh, uh, we've seen before. And it has a lot of uh, uh, content that you can't really solve with regular uh, rules. You know, if it has this word in it, then it's malicious, or this sentence in it, it's malicious, and so on. So what we're doing is we're employing AI, or artificial intelligence uh, engines and machine learning, to identify um, content. And we're doing that usually by uh, uh, vector analysis, which means that we're taking a lot of uh, uh, content that we know that is uh, uh, specific uh, spam or, or, or phishing uh, content, and we create a vector on it. And then what we do, the algorithm keeps changing. It's a biological algorithm, if we can call it that. It learns and grows. And what we do is we always compare it to telltales within every email body, subject, uh, in the, the from address, and so on. And that's how we can identify dangerous email. So that's the idea. It's not only just manual or whitelist and blacklist. We employ AI and machine learning engines. Now, once you go in and look at the, uh, um, the dashboard of the solution, you'll see a whole lot of information. I think this is one of the most important things, second to maybe preventing. Because this uh, dashboard will tell you exactly what is happening in real time and also where did the uh, logins to the relevant SaaS applications came from. Uh, and does it make sense? Does it not make sense? And you can employ different uh, um, anomaly detection engines to say that, for example, if someone logged in from uh, um, Japan and then 10 minutes later from Nigeria, something is fishy here. And you can uh, employ different engines to provide you with that information and, of course, prevent that as well. Now, going into the uh, identity protection, we can actually block unauthorized access to any SaaS application. That means that even if the hacker has your username and password, we have the ability to block them because we haven't recognized them. And the idea is to identify imposterous access to the SaaS accounts, and we can also block unauthorized users and devices. Keep in mind that a user can log in from different devices, but a single device can be authorized or uh, deauthorized and so on. And of course, it's very easy to view uh, authorized logging uh, attempts or unauthorized. One of the biggest stories from the last couple of months was the uh, Reddit hack, where someone uh, hacked or took over uh, one of the employees' accounts. And even though they had two-factor authentication, he was still able to log in because he actually intercepted the second factor. Could be an SMS-based and so on. So we know, we understand that the two-factor authentication is important, but it's not enough. First of all, we understand that two-factor authentication can be bypassed. And of course, the mobile pr uh, phones are prone to threats and SMS uh, phishing. And of course, what we need in order to, to resolve these challenges is the visibility to devices security, not only to the user, but also to the device. So how do we, how would we do that, right? I mean, so first of all, what we do is we pair um, a user to a device, which means that this user now is authorized to log in through this device. Now, it could be more than one device, of course, and so on. And then what we do, we actually sit in the middle, where once the user puts in their username and password, uh, we um, intercept the authentication. We verify that the user and the device are paired. So is the device allowed to log in to this uh, entity, for example, Offer 365? And once we figure out that this is allowed, then the real authentication process goes through. So we're doing a two-factor authentication, which one factor is completely seamless to the user because it's based on the device. Now, assuming that, let's say, the user and the device are not paired, so we again, we intercept the connection attempt. We're checking if 
the uh, um, user and device are paired. If they're not paired, even if they have the right username and password, they're not allowed to log in. So this is a very deterministic approach where are the user and device paired and allowed to log into this resource? If yes, great. If no, if they are not, then uh, they're not allowed to log in. And now we're getting into the uh, the main point here, which allows us to to provide all this great technology, which is the visibility and the control, in order to gain uh, instant data and visibility, and of course protection. One of the capabilities here is Shadow IT, which is very very relevant to the visibility portion. You can discover unsanctioned SaaS applications in use immediately. You can view the data at rest and, and past uh, transactions, so what has happened in the past two weeks, and so on. Uh, and you can gain instant visibility with our API uh, architecture. So essentially, you can see if, for example, your users aren't allowed in policy, allowed to use Dropbox, you can see if they're using Dropbox, or um, Concur, or um, AWS uh, uh, Amazon, box and so on so you can monitor and see what is going on and then um, create or or develop the right controls for it in terms of dlp remember that where everybody else is concentrating on dlp now we'll talk about the checkpoint dlp we can leverage cloud to cloud architecture in this case so we can block sharing of sensitive data and files we can leverage over 800 identified uh, data types it could be credit cards and uh, uh, social security numbers and so on and so on. It's very important to know what information is shared outside of the organization. What is the sensitivity? For example, if we're sending one uh, credit card number outside of the organization, is that okay or not? Maybe 20 is, is the, the right sensitivity to set. So you have full granularity on what you want to set up. And of course, you can get, get uh, uh, inst um, instant data protection again with our API architecture and of course all this couldn't be done without checkpoint management the cloud uh, management and we actually uh, um, leverage this cloud to cloud architecture so that you can deploy this within minutes it really takes about three to four minutes to deploy uh, an account and immediately what we're doing here and this is one of the biggest added value is that we're not securing you or providing visibility from this point forward we're actually going back in time we can go back in time two weeks or three weeks and provide you with the visibility on what has already happened inside your organization we provide you with a centralized monitoring with intuitive web portal and again this is completely and only possible because of the api based uh, architecture so just to summarize, enterprises are targeted when using SaaS applications. I mean, this is open for all. There is no policy that states only these people can log into that uh, um, portal or, or what have you. Zero-day phishing and account takeover attacks are used to breach them. And this is done day by day, and we hear about these all the time. But keep in mind that these attacks can now be prevented using CloudGuard SaaS. I'd like to thank you for your time. See you next time with our new episode.